Yo, it's your girl Ortandia, and you are tuning in to your favorite podcast, House of Ortandia. And uh, let's jump right into it, boo-boo. Okay, first things first, I just want to say, um, hopefully you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving. You enjoyed your friends, your family, your loved ones, your neighbors, whoever you uh, had Thanksgiving with. Hopefully you enjoyed it. You were sitting there with, your, with the all miserable and mad and angry and uptight. Uh, and unforgiving. Hopefully that was not you. Hopefully you really, really enjoyed Thanksgiving because I know I did. I had Thanksgiving with my uh, pastor and his wife and their children and their their children's spouses and their grandchildren and their friends. And man, I've been knowing these people for like 18 years and I love them. They treat me like they're I'm a part of their family. Um at one point, I lived with them for about three years. Um, I got born again at their church, and then about three years later, no, really about three, three. I'm sorry, I got born again in February of two of two thousand, and around uh, October of two thousand and three, I moved in with them. I lived with them from two thousand three to two thousand and six, and I've been at their church since I got born again, and so I. I just love them a lot. Like they are good people, down to earth people. Um, whatever you've heard about pastors and, and all of that, this don't apply. <laughs> and he's not the only one. There are tons. Shout out to all the pastors out there. They're leading their flock, leading the sheep. You know, they're not uh, out here trying to get over. They're not out here trying to get some political stance and all this other foolishness that they're doing what the Lord Jesus told them to do. And that's to lead the people of God into righteousness. So shout out to all those pastors. My pastor is like that. So I just had a, we ate, when I tell you we ate and ate and ate and ate some more, we had an amazing time, man. We had, I mean, we had everything that we normally have on Thanksgiving, turkey and ham and uh, chicken and greens and string beans and, um, we didn't have potato salad. That's what we didn't have. We had macaroni and cheese. We had pasta. I mean, I think we had like seafood pasta salad or some kind of pasta salad. And um, we had cakes and pies. And oh, it was it was amazing. We watched movies. Well, me, my pastor's wife, and her one of her friends. We watched movies until like one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> just, I'm talking about just good down on home fun. I felt like. Man, I haven't enjoyed my Thanksgiving like that in years. It was just a good time to have our all. So Black Friday, we ended up going, me and my pastor's wife and I, and we went to a spa and then we went out to eat and then we came back to the house, watched some more movies. And then on yes, on Saturday um, after Thanksgiving, we got up, we went out shopping a little bit and we came back to the house and watched some more movies and then we, you know, went to bed and we got ready for uh, service the following Sunday. So, yeah, that was my Thanksgiving. So, again, it was wonderful and amazing. And I'm thankful that they, allowed, you know, invited me into their home and into their lives and all that good stuff. So, hopefully you enjoyed yours as well. So, let's get right into our topic of today. And that is the opioid crisis versus the crack epidemic. Okay, for y'all that, that don't know... Um, I'm not sure. I think opioid addiction or op the opioid addiction. Yeah, that's right. Is a is nationwide. I, I live in the Philadelphia area, and it's really really bad here. And throughout Pennsylvania, it's really bad. 
but I think it's bad everywhere. But my, let me, let me preface it with this. I don't, my heart bleeds for anybody who's addicted to, to drugs or on any level. I don't care who you are, black, white, Japanese, Asian, Mid-Eastern, whatever, because God doesn't want anybody to be addicted to anything but him. You know what I'm saying? So I, man, you know, I've never been addicted to drugs, but, and I don't, and I don't know, you know, what they go through or, or how they feel or, you know what I mean? So I, I'm not here to slander the person. I'm here to slander the system. The system has made opioid crisis a mental health issue. And they are, uh, un, I mean, just pouring out all kinds of sympathy. And, you know, you have to know, you have to have, you don't have to have, but it's, um, they suggest that if you are some type of agency or nonprofit or something in the community, you should have a Narcan, a Narcan, um, a Narcan kit, which is, it reverses overdoses. So, you know, they are pulling out all the stops, you know, they, they are sympathetic in their heart. They're empathetic. They, like I said, they're considering this a mental health illness and, um, they want people to get help. I mean, you got people, you have lawmakers, lawmakers coming out and, and talking against it. And we have to help these people and, and all of that. Fast forward a few years ago, when crack hit this hit black communities, it was the exact opposite. Black people were overdosing 70%. You know what I mean? They were ODing, getting out of here. Don people were are stripped away from their kids. They were criminalized. It wasn't no, these people have a mental health issue. You know, drug addiction is like any other mental health disorder. None of that. They were criminalized. They were demonized. They were put in prison. They were, they were treated like trash. You know, they were called monsters and we need to, we need to handle them. We need to get rid of them. We need to get them off the streets, but it was never care. It was never, they need, they need care. They need medical care. They need medical attention. They need medical help. Never. It was never, when I say it was never said of our government, of our police force, it, that was because ne- I came up during that era. That was in the eighties, eighties and nineties, honey, that hit our communities hard and Care was not in the conversation. It was get them, get them, get them. And we're not going to sit here and act like the, re- the, 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 the reason for all of this. The reason that the opioid is a uh, crisis is because it's, it impacts white people. That's why it's a crisis. And I'm not, you can come on here and you can be, oh, she's a racist and all of that. I, what I suggest you do, boo-boo, is find yourself another podcast. Because I don't sweep nothing under the rug. I talk, I tell it to the T, I tell it how it is. I'm 100% real. I'm probably one of the realest mugs you're going to ever come across. So we, no, we don't sweep nothing, nothing under the rug over here. But the reason that this opioid is a crisis and not uh, a problem like, like the 80s was, and these people aren't being demonized, and these people are, that the word care is being thrown around. And it, it's, all, it's a public health crisis and public health um, issues have been put into play and public health initiatives have been put into play to help people that are, are, are being strung out on opioids. That's because these are white teenagers. These are white mothers, white fathers, white businessmen and women. That's why it's a problem today. 
the crack epidemic in the 80s and 90s was considered criminal because these were black people and these were brown people um, doing that, overdosing, being, like I said, being stripped away from their families, being put in prison. Um, that's, that it, that's what it is. We're not going to sit here and act like, and you, you will never convince me otherwise. Um, and that's a problem. So my problem is with the system, with how the system tries to set things up and try to, uh, that how the system portrays things, um, and people eat it up, gullible people will eat it up and be like, oh, you know, this just, this, they've gotten more information. They know more about drug addiction now. For real, that's what we're going to do. That's how we're going to play this. We're going we gonna to play it like that. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, honey. Yeah, sure. Wink, wink. No, boo. They knew, they had information then. They knew what cocaine was doing and crack was doing to people. It doesn't, there were the same scientists and researchers that we have now. We had scientists and researchers and mental health um, clinicians then. They could have done the same research if they would have cared, but they didn't, it didn't impact them. It didn't, wasn't impacting white America. So there was no need to, to delve deeper into what that problem was. It was only impacting the black community or the brown community. So there was no reason, like I said, to do anything about it. Let them go ahead and kill and harm and destroy themselves. That's not, that doesn't affect us. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I it, it, it just further tells us how far we have 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 not gotten. Um, yeah, we've made great strides in this country. I won't try. I won't take anything away from. And I love being an American, honey. I am full blooded. Um, but we, we've made great strides. But we we will not sit here and act like um, there is a big difference in how things were handled. Um, and that that man, and it just it's not okay. That's why we need people of color in mental health physician, positions, I'm sorry, in uh, public health positions. We need people of color in political positions. We need people of color in um, police positions and places of authority like that so that you know, so that, you know what I mean? So that you can bring the changes, so that you can bring educated, sometimes even personal, because you've come from those kinds of communities sometimes. But you can bring a, um, what do you call it? What I can't, I'm, I, I, I can't remember. I can't, whatever. You can bring change to these, to our communities. That's why we need, that's why I'm not a proponent of protesting. No, I'm a proponent of you becoming, uh, the attorney general. I'm a proponent of you becoming senator, of you becoming governor, mayor, of you becoming police chief, police commissioner, um, of you becoming, um, what else, uh, state's attorney, of you becoming a judge, a lawyer. I'm a proponent of that. Not you protesting and walking up and down the street holding signs. If that's your thing, boo, that's your thing, go for it. But I'm, I, I think the greatest protest, if you will, is to get into those systems and into those structures and transform it for the better. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a Christian who believes in social justice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I can't say that I'm against abortion, which I am. I can't say I'm against abortion, but I'm not against people being um, unjust things going, going happen to 
men and women. You know what I mean? Or I'm against abortion, but I don't care about a woman being sexually assaulted at her workplace. That's crazy. Or I'm against abortion, but I don't care that um, immature police officers can just shoot black men and women in the street. But they can have all of this restraint when they encounter a, a white person. You know what I mean? So it doesn't work both ways. I, it's not and or. It's and for me, it's and both. I'm against abortion and I'm also against injustices done against grown people. So, yeah. And, you know, if you, if you hear the, the intensity in my voice, it's just passion. My, my voice sounds like that when I'm talking about something that I'm passionate about. And I'm passionate about Christ. I'm passionate about black people. I'm passionate about brown people. And I'm passionate about women. And so anytime I talk about any of those four, you're going you're gonna to hear some intensity in my voice. So, yeah. Um, but when we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we, I got a clown of the week. And that clown of the week is also by Call for Justice. Stay tuned. I'll be right back, homie. Thank you guys for returning. Again, I'm your girl, Ortandia, and you are tuning in to House of Ortandia. And on this segment, we have the clown of the week. The clown of the week is none other than school superintendent Lori Mueller. That's L-O-R-I-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. And she hails from um, Baraboo, Wisconsin. And she, if you haven't heard, the Baraboo High School um, prom Class of 2019, they went to their prom. They took their prom pictures, I should say. And a class of about, I'm going to say about 30 white students, they did the Nazi salute. White male students did the Nazi salute. And Miss Lori Mueller, again, the school superintendent, said that those young men are protected under the freedom of speech. Are protected under freedom of speech. Okay. Miss Lori Mueller, you are the clown of the week the month, the year, and the century. How dare you fix your face to say that these, that the Nazi salute is a freedom of speech, that this symbol of hate is protected under the freedom of speech. It should be under, um, if you submit, if you say bomb in the movie theater, your bug get locked up. You see what I'm saying? So that's okay. That's not okay. But you can do the Nazi salute. So you can practice hate on school campus grounds where there are Jewish students on that, I'm sure, somewhere on that campus, on that go somewhere on that school. So that, or work, or as a teacher or janitor working in cafeteria, uh, something in the school district, in the town, whatever. So you mean to tell me that these people have to just suck it up because they have the freedom to, to, perpetuate hate. So Lori Mueller, you are an absolute clown. Now, we're not going to leave it at that. Not only is she an absolute clown, they also are on the segment, my segment called A Call for Justice. So what I want you all to do is to flood Miss Lori Mueller with mail, emails, uh, handwritten letters, uh, talk to the congressperson, whatever you need to do, let them know that this is unacceptable and they, these young men need to be punished. They need to understand the reper- repercussions of what they're doing. Um, 
and it's not okay. So like I said, I'm going to give you the address to the school and the address to the school district. Let me find the address to the school. The address to the school is... Ba, ba, ba. It's called Baraboo High School. That's B-A-R-A-B-O-O High School. They're located at 1201 Draper Street. That's D-R-A-P-E-R Street. It's in Baraboo, Wisconsin, 53913. So now let me find their school district so you guys can call uh, her, you can call homegirl. Mm-hmm. Um, Barry Boost, I'm, I'm, I'm letting my Google fingers work tonight, honey. Let's get their address. Let's get their address. The address to Barry Boost School District is 423 Lynn Street, L-I-N-N Street in Barry Boost, Wisconsin, 53913. That's again, that's 423 Lynn Street, L-I-N-N Street. Baraboo, B-A-R-A-B-O-O, Wisconsin, 53913. And the school superintendent is Lori Mueller. Her last name is spelled M-U-E. I want to make sure I got this right. Um, hmm. L-O-R-I is her first name. Last name is M-U-E-L-L-E-R. She is the school superintendent. The school district superintendent. So please flood her with mail. Please flood her with phone calls. Um, let her know that this is wrong. Let the let the whole school board know this is wrong. They need to be punished. The school needs to be held accountable, and anybody else involved needs to be held in, accountable. Don't let this go. We're not sweeping this under the rug. And you young men, you will not get away with this. And um, yeah, yeah. And I got riled up. Let me let me will it in. <laughs> let me will it in. I've been, yo, I've been wild up, riled up the whole episode. But um, no. No. We're not going to let you get away with this, honey. We're going to flood you. You're going to get lots of mail. And lots of phone calls. You're going to write this wrong. You're going to respect all the Jewish people that live in and around Baraboo, Wisconsin. And all the little Jewish kids that go to that school. Or work of uh, Jewish people that work at that school, or whatever the case, or just because that is hate, you will be held accountable. We're not gonna sit here and and, and act like no, you're not getting away with this. Baraboo School District, Baraboo High School, and Baraboo Super School uh, Superintendent, you will not get away with this. Okay, <sighs> I'm calm now. So listen, if you would like to. Um, get in on this wonderful podcast and sponsor us. Donate. Uh, you can donate 99 cents per month, $4.99 a month and 99 cents a month. I want to give a shout out to Avenue 89, who's one of our monthly sponsors. Thank you so much. Please go right on over to um, their podcast at Avenue 89. Listen, they, they uh, release podcasts every Sunday evening uh, and they are amazing. Get in there, listen, um, if you are a business, um, especially if you are a social justice-based business, um, if you are a Christ-based business, especially if you are a woman empowerment-based business, not feminism. We don't do feminism over here. I don't follow it, don't believe in it, don't rock with it. But if you are a woman empowerment, simply you want a woman to um, value herself and go after whatever that gift and ability that she has and you want her to be great therein, Boom. If you're that kind of business, I'm here for you. 
if you want, if you like for me to, my listeners to hear um, the wonderful things your business offers, hit me up at www.ortandia.com and leave me a great old message. You can also leave me a voice message via um, the Anchor app. I look forward to talking to you guys, listening to, uh, listening to your messages. Um, yeah, but if you leave me any foolishness, I will delete it. Um, I don't play with people, and you will not play with me, okay? <laughs> Have a wonderful week. Um, and like I always say, I want to see you in heaven with me. And I'm out. <laughs>